Welcome to Trivially Crucial, where we believe every ghost dog, mad scientist, and pumpkin king is important and critical to our lives, no matter how unimportant the story may seem. You and I wanted to do something themed for a uh, particular holiday that is on on the verge of coming out and should, in fact, my be... My favorite holiday. So it's not my favorite holiday, but this is one of my favorite movies. So we are doing an episode on The Nightmare Before Christmas, which is both my very favorite Halloween movie and my favorite my very favorite Christmas movie. Um, <laughs> so uh, you and I both love this movie a lot, and... I thought it was a great idea to to go ahead and hit this up because if any of our listeners have not already seen this movie, they should. And to encourage that, we're doing something a bit differently this time around. It's different from all our other episodes. Um, this time we are actually recording our podcast as an alternate audio track, so or as a commentary track of sorts. And so the idea is you and I both already have our movies queued up, ready to play, and we are going to talk to each other while we can both hear the movies, uh, hear the movie. And essentially the goal is for any of our listeners to be able to queue up the movie at the same point that we're paused at and unpause when we say go so that they can hear the movie audio at the same time that they're listening to you and I talking. Um, so right now you and I are both paused at the zero, zero, zero marks, uh, mark rather of the, of the movie. Um, for me, uh, for you, you're playing it in iTunes. For me, it was a little bit more of a hassle. I've got my Blu-ray player hooked up. Um, so for anybody who's listening and wants to make sure they get things paused at the right time, um, you probably want to make sure that initial you know, anti-piracy warnings and stuff pass, and then you get the full Disney castle scene coming up, and then rewind to right at the beginning of that Disney castle scene. Um, on a Blu-ray, it won't let you, like, if you pass the the unpausable piracy warnings and stuff, and then start to rewind, it'll stop you from rewinding further once you hit the point that we're talking about. Um, so, uh, yeah, when I, I'm going to count one, two, three, and then go, and that's the point that you want to unpause your movie. So, uh, without further ado, one, two, three. Wait. I'm waiting. Oh, do we, do we unpause on go or three? On go. We unpause on go. That was a that was okay. totally just faking out our listeners. So we're gonna unpause on go, Sorry. not on three. So one, two, three, go. All right. Got our opening castle. We do. You know, we have the they updated it with the modified new digital castle. They did, and it's a. Uh, was this done around the time when the um the whatchamacallit movies the Oh shoot the, the the Pixar movies was that was it done with the, the Pixar movies I for some reason I it I know this is a Disney castle and everything but it makes me think of um, the Chronicles of Narnia but uh, I don't know no not related um, so I, now we have the Walt Disney Pictures presents yeah that's where I am too <laughs> I love this song 
I do too. It's it's a fantastic just. I love all the music in this movie, though, which I'll have lots of things to talk about. Which (laughs) actually, just to to start off, since we're waiting, um, you know, of course, uh, Danny Elfman wrote the music, and he's fantastic. But he is also Jack's singing voice in this movie. Yes, which is incredible because that man's talented. I love all of these doors uh, in the trees. Right. I kind of wish we got to go through them all. What is Thanksgiving land like? <laughs> I don't know. Is it just a bunch of turkeys getting shot? Like, um, I don't know. It, it we go through the Halloween door. We go through. Oh, and of course, we start the song. It definitely does make me think that. And like, I love that I, this scarecrow here is Jack. Like, because later he takes like the pumpkin off. Right. He's, he's the pumpkin king. Yes. Right? I but love it, that. Oh, this song. And just the sheer quality of all this stuff. Because think about when this movie was made. Like, all of this was stop motion. Like, these shadows were made. Um, This is incredible. Like, the... Uh, this, this I love this song, it. though, because it sets up everything you need to know for the entire movie. Like, all the world building for this town. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like... Yeah, I mean, it's so much of this song tells you what's going on with the town. And so I really hope everybody who's listening to this has recently watched the movie without our commentary. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And it's fun how... I love this line. In this town, we call home, everyone hail to the pumpkin song. (laughs) Yeah. And you see the mayor. And the great thing is all of these characters are used over and over again in the movie. Like, it's it's not like they're just one-offs or most of them aren't just one-offs for the song they're they fill this town it makes it feel like a as ridiculous as the concept is it makes it feel like a real town um and just the quality of work is incredible and i don't know uh, mandy if you have seen this on blu-ray no i have there is some phenomenal detail in these and just the texture work of these things because they're physical objects right yeah uh and you can just see oh we see uh our female lead. Yes, we do. Hmm. And the Oogie Boogie. Yeah. It's really funny. Is Oogie Boogie... Like, I always forget about him until I watch the movie again. Because, yeah. like... Yeah, he's he's kind of the villain of the story, but he just doesn't matter to me. Because <laughs> like, so much else goes on. Like, he, he's, he's a plot device rather than an actual antagonist, right? So, I love the line where they say, that's our job, but we're not mean in our town of Halloween. Which is just a, to show you that these people are, are real people that even though it's their job to be mean, they're, they're not mean to each other. Right, because well, they understand what kindness is and consideration. It's just that they have kind of a warped sense of how things work, like what mean yeah. is, you know? I pumpkin love Jack is king Jack. of the pumpkin patch. <laughs> and he jumps into the fountain. Oh, that's marvelous. And just that that the water just looks uh, when he comes out and how it like drips off of him. Yeah. It just adds so much because it makes it look slimy and you can see to a certain degree that this is clearly stop motion because the water is kind of jerky when it's moving. Um, and it's just, there's so much detail and all the little props and things here. Yes. It just sell things. And just the amount of work that went into this is ridiculous. When you think of all the posing and reposing that has to be done.
our most horrible yet. And it's great, of course, because, you know, he's the mayor, but clearly Jack is the leader. Um, <laughs> There's a line about that later. I don't yes. want to bring it up yet. <laughs> oh, Sally. This interaction, just the, the way that it shows us the interaction between Sally and the doc are just, is great. And of course, and the way she just has no regard for taking off one of her own arms. <laughs> right. But, and it's still under her control and beats him. Yeah. Um, and then everyone fawning over Jack just shows he's the, he's the darling of the town. Right. And then he sneaks off. Yeah. <laughs> this movie's just so obviously Tim Burton. It's just, uh, I mean, I love Tim Burton, but this movie is easily my favorite of all his stuff. And I agree. And it's just, it, it just reeks of him. This like, was before Tim Burton got into his, everything has to have Johnny Depp and well, Helen Bowen McCarter in it. Was this before, and, uh, before or after, um, what's him call it? Um, Edward Scissorhands? Uh, it was, I think it was after, but so that was the first thing Johnny Depp was in. But he wasn't right. in everything after that. You're right. You're right. I, I love this. Uh, Jack is just depressed. He's stuck in this monotonous life. Like, right. It's the same as last year and the year after that. Now he's just hiding away in his cemetery, about to sing a ponderous song. <laughs> oh, Danny Elfman. With Sally watching. <laughs> oh man. And this is zero. Yep, there's zero. My very favorite ghost dog. And he's got, and it's just great, he's got a little jack-o'-lantern for a nose. Yeah. Uh, this song just, oh. It's incredible. I feel like what's great about this song, and, and this entire movie, is that Jack's emotion is something so many adults, I feel like, can relate to. The kids, not so much. You know, when you're watching this as a kid, you're just enamored with the whole idea of a Halloween town. Uh, so uh, I was not. When I was a kid, I hated this movie. Well, I shouldn't say I hated it. I was frightened of this movie. I saw oh, it once I and could not rewatch it. I, it was later when I, I gave it a second shot and then just loved it immediately. And I, I was just, ugh. But, it, but, but you're right, yeah. But as an adult watching this, you, can, you, you understand, like, I mean, Jack's having a midlife crisis. Absolutely. Uh, He's he's stuck in this life, and it, he's great at it, but it's just unfulfilling. Right. And he uh, he wants something more. But, uh, but also, just this movie... I mean, there are lots of Disney movies that are not made by Tim Burton, where the music is a big deal. I mean, Beauty and the Beast is fantastic, and lots of other ones. I mean, you know, Beauty and the Beast the was... The scene is just iconic. Yes, it is. But But the thing that this movie does is... The songs themselves are plot. It's not just that something happens during the song, but if you pulled the song out, you wouldn't understand what's going on. It doesn't make sense. Because yes. the plot moves forward through... I mean, right now, we're learning what his dilemma is. The first one explained how the town works. Um, what's this? I mean, if you pulled that song out, yeah. it, the you skip an entire scene, and it doesn't make any sense. Right. And it's really remarkable that they made the music not remarkable it's it's impressive that they recognized how essential or they decided how essential the music was going to be and made sure to make it 
deservingly excellent because one of the biggest flaws that I find in a lot of movie making and other stories is when you make the story pivot on a certain element and that element just isn't up to par and agreed the music is there the whole way through in this um in fact I would say that because I don't really I keep forgetting about Oogie Boogie like his song is probably the one thing that I think you could pull out but it's probably because you could more or less pull his character out without changing the story much but the movie's so short that it's really not that much time spent on him either um, Agreed. Yeah. I love that Sally's just watching this yeah. whole thing. <laughs> Which is great because, and, you know, again, everyone who's watching this right now and listening to say this should have already watched this movie recently and know how things turn out with them. And I've had people before be like, well, that came out of nowhere when Sally and No, Jack, it uh, didn't come out of nowhere. It's, here it is, the very, very beginning. You know, Sally has... When the crowd was coming, she was trying to get a look at him, and now she is privy to his inner dilemma. Like, she understands what's going on with him, and nobody else does. And now he stalks off into the forest. Yeah. And, I mean, she says that right here. Jack, I know how you feel. It should scare you that I quoted that before she said it. Oh, it doesn't scare me. <laughs> I knew she was going to say that, too. No worries. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure I've watched this as many times as you, but I've watched it my fair share. <laughs> And this and is great because the deadly nightshade, right? Because we just heard the the doc say that the deadly nightshade you you know you slipped me ran out, and mm, so she's here comes restocking. the doctor again. He's just so creepy. He is so creepy. To me, and he's... not in like Jack is creepy, but we like Jack. But this guy's just like he, he's the most creepy in the truly like Halloween creepy element like way. For me, in this entire movie. Right? I agree. He's scarier than any of the other characters. Right. Yeah, I would... I love his lab, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love his lab. And I love when... Well, we'll get to that. When this scene happens. <laughs> Three times. Which, it, that line is great because, of course, it just, you know, it plays on our knowledge of the Frankenstein monster and stuff. It's like, okay, well, great. So he's this weird monster thingy, but he made her, too. So, um, yeah. So that's neat. And she wants him to make other creatures because it's way too much attention for her. Right. <laughs> he's the ultimate overbearing father. Yes. Oh, Jack. And Zero. Zero, you're so He's going to pull out a rib to throw for Zero. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I do too. Imagine how much fun it must have been to work on the stop motion for this. Oh, it must I have mean, been amazing. It must have been because the art here, just look at the, uh, the whole village is incredible. Here we go. Here's and here mayor. comes the mayor looking for Jack. Still humming the song from last night. Right. It's the town's song. And this is great because, of course, we know that the town is Halloween. Oh, I love that. The ring, the, uh, the doorbell. Mm, this, yeah. The screen. And here we're about to see the other side of his face. Oh, the, and the line that you were talking about is coming up. <laughs> it's the next day and they're already planning. That's all they do all year. Yeah, because... I'm only an elected official. I can't make decisions. How... By, by myself. 
That's the key thing. Yeah, that that is one of my very favorite lines in the whole thing. Uh, you know, music aside. I I feel like that's probably one of the most quoted lines from this movie too. Like in uh I feel like I'm always in a political discussion where someone brings up that line. Right. I'm just an elected official. I can't make decisions by myself. Right. It is great. Oh, Jack's been walking all through the night. Yeah. Sleeping while he's walking, I guess. <laughs> Oh, man. It's always remarkable to me how quickly this happens. It's right away. I mean, this movie is go, 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 go. Right. There's no wasted time. Like, there's no stopping, which is great. No. Which part of that is probably just out of sheer necessity. When you're making a stop motion movie, it's expensive to add another minute of runtime. I love how he looks at all of the doors and Christmas is the one he sees last. And it's just the one that shocks him. Like, right he's like what i what's this obviously but he's like oh, i must music. have this i think and this is my right favorite in. song in the movie oh um, it is my favorite song um whenever my friends at work have a song stuck in their head i immediately start singing this song and it gets stuck in their head in place of that song because it's so <laughs> catchy uh but everybody likes it so much it just makes you happy right it does <laughs> But it does make me think this again, this, all the different doors. Yeah. I want to know what's behind them all. Well, but I wouldn't want Tim Burton not in charge is the problem. That's true. (laughs) So, uh, so it's unlikely to happen, but, um, Oh, here we go. He landed in snow. He landed in snow and he's got no idea what's going on. I love those eyes and the smile. Oh, and he's just like he's just so happy to be there. He's like, this is different. It's amazing, and just like the way he falls in to the and immediately eats the snow. How is that even an instinct? Right. <laughs> it's just so sparkly and beautiful. Yeah, and the little elves and the penguins lined up next to them. Ugh. All right, I love this song. There are so many great lines in this yes, song. Yes, there are. What's this? <laughs> color everywhere white things in the air and it's just so densely packed with spirit yes <laughs> they gone daffy oh what a good life have i possibly gone daffy that's such a there's good there's children throwing snowballs instead of throwing heads <laughs> No one's dead. No one's dead. I love that when he puts the those lights in his eyes just gets me every time. Yes. The... We always make fun of this line, my friends and I. Oh, that looks so unique. Like that doesn't rhyme at all. <laughs> and there's oh. a little penguin just laying on the floor in the on a little cushion in their room, but And of course everybody always laughs at that the first time they've seen the movie. Yeah. The... What's this? Oh, goodness. I love this scene, how he, when he uh, touches the child, yeah. the scene that's coming, and it scares that kid. Like, yeah. he wakes up like, because <gasps> that's who Jack is. Like, right. his very presence terrifies these people. They don't even know he's there. <laughs> Oh, love it. Yeah, it it it, it does. It, and of course, it just 
of course we all know how things are going to turn out if, if when Jack gets enamored by Christmas. But you just, you can't, you just love him so much that you want him you to feel succeed. for this guy, though. Like, he... Because clearly he his want, heart's in the right place. He's stuck in Halloween and he wants Christmas. And clearly he oh. cares, like, he's enamored by the, the happiness and the kindness and all that. Like, his heart's in the right place. Ugh. What is this? But I love how that last exclamation goes back into, like, his his more evil aspects, you know? Right. Like, what is this? Yeah. And it's less the just shock. And of course, in a moment, we're going to get his devious smile. <laughs> that. And then now that like the coming back to Halloween Town suddenly from that, and it it's just like so dreary, it's so bland and devoid of color. It's incredible. Which I, you know, the first time, you know, whenever I watched this, I never realized until the Christmas scene. Because right. when you're watching this is Halloween, it seems so vivid and bright. Right. And, and but then you see Christmas and you're like, whoa, whoa yeah. Well, and it's like when I was talking about the the water and the fountain, it was like this sickly green, right? And that kind of looked yes. vivid and bright, but no, not compared to Christmas Town. Not compared. To, yep. And the entire town is looking for Jack. That's how important he is. And it's just town. the day after Halloween. Yeah, so, you know. They're sounding alarms for him. For goodness' sake. Yes. And of course, course you know, Sally. Th- th- that little bit was all aesthetic and, you know, the looking behind the sarcophagi and in the pumpkin patch and using a, a cat as the alarm. Yes. But now Sally knows something's up and she wants out. Right. So, of course, she goes for the deadly nightshade. And you're like, well, the guy's suspicious. How she's going to how's she going to get away with this? This is this is great because you're just like, OK, she's got to cover it up with something else. Frog's breath. I love how she holds her nose. <laughs> yeah. And Wormsworth, yeah. To make it not bitter. Right. <laughs> she uses no measuring tools. She just no. pours the stuff in there. <laughs> Which makes sense for Halloween Town. And you see, like, there's an actual x-ray of a hand there. I love he scratches his brain. Yeah. <laughs> He, like, massages his brain while he... I mean, that makes him so creepy to me. There are days when I wish I could do that. When I have a headache, you know? Just want to massage my brain. And he's smelling the components? He's suspicious. And this is great. I love that she just has the spoon. Like, planted. (laughs) Right. No way that fits in her shoe, though. <laughs> it's Mary Poppins. Or Hermione. I love that they just, they give us that time delay. And he's none the wiser. Nope. And then he's just like, oh, well, okay He's not even going to use a spoon. Schlep- just drink it straight from the bowl. He just schleps the whole thing. It's great. Think to dredge the lake. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> And then they hear zero. I also enjoy that the uh, vampires have umbrellas. Yeah, it was to protect them from the sun. Right. It makes sense. It makes total sense. <laughs> and then here comes Jack in on this amazing snow sled that he probably stole from some spore elf. Yep. 
And so, of course, I'm like my, in my mind, I was like, Christmas sounds like what? What happened? Like, where'd that? Where'd that yeah. thing go? Where'd that load of toys which, go? Which just goes back to our whole without that song, like that entire scene is gone, and then yeah. this makes no sense. He just shows up right. and wants to call a town meeting. Yeah, because there was no dialogue other than the song when he's in Christmas Town, right? It's exactly. Just, uh, Sally meeting. wants to go to the town meeting. I love Sally's theme. Yeah. It just, it, you know, whenever you see her, it plays in the background just a little bit. I love how Halloween Town is still sort of new to Sally, you know? Right, because she's, she's new, because she was newly created. Yes. What? Christmas Town? And then he sings it. Yeah. Things to tantalize my brain. That's such a great line. <laughs> but I don't think Jack has a brain. He's a skeleton. <laughs> I love how he's like prepping them. Like this does exist. I'm not crazy. Yeah. What I, is it? And it's like the ugliest so Christmas tree ever. Yeah. Oh. I love the townspeople's reactions. A pox. How lovely. A pox. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The whole. And I, I like that point when they say how ugly, right? Because yeah. to them, it is ugly. Like, they're not, like, that's, that's not something attractive to us. Yeah, it's, which is what makes Jack so anomalous, right? right? Because it's not a matter of, like, to them, different things are attractive, which is kind of interesting, like a reflection on different societies in real life, you know? Different yes. things become attractive to different societies based on what you're used to, and um, so it's, it's neat. <laughs> the mayor just doesn't get it. No one gets it. No one at all. And he knows that they don't get it. I know he's going to say it in a moment, too. Yeah. There's something you don't quite grasp. He may as well give them what they want. <laughs> Complete misunderstanding of Santa Claus. Right. I love it. Because again, that goopy he, guy really freaks me out. Yeah, me too. And I, I always think about how much more difficult he must have been than the other ones to create. To make, to, to yeah. make this movie. Because like they had to animate his goopiness. Yeah. And of course, Sally is like, this doesn't sound quite right. Like, <laughs> which is so funny because she's just so instinctively like, she's not been to Christmas Town, but she's like, this isn't right. This does not sound... Yeah. But I, I think part of that is her newness, too, because right. she she's so new to Halloween Town and she's still got a she's got something that the rest of them don't have, you know. Right. They don't understand that special feeling in Christmas land.
I, I do love, this is the scene I was alluding to earlier when we talk, saw the scientist's lab. Um, mm-hmm. Where he's, he's doing research. It's, it's interesting. A Christmas Carol. That Halloween is the more research, like, Jack instinctually goes to research to figure this out. Right. Right. Whereas Christmas is all more just like it's faith about, and feeling. and Right. And you can see his attempts to make things were all zero with the candy cane in his mouth. Yeah. Look at him. He looks so cute. The scientific method. <laughs> I love That's that. right. Answers all things in life, Jack. Yep. <laughs> oh, poor Sally. She's grounded. Oh, look at that. Should really, yeah, I know. He should really check windows before he tries to lock her in, right? Well, he hasn't <laughs> had her for that long, right? That's true. Jack Skellington. That's the first time we hear his as, last name, right? Yeah, and as soon as he says it, Sally's like, what? Who? <laughs> yeah, it's the first time we hear crush. his last name. Well, I mean, if you're going to have a crush on someone in Halloween Town... It's got to be Jack Skellington, that's true. I love that. Curiosity killed the cat, you know? But it's not a bad thing. He's like, I know. (laughs) That's a good thing. This is great. Like, there's this part coming up where he, uh, he... crushes an ornament an ornament yeah. into the yeah and you just like the smoke comes up afterwards and you're like oh that's i wish i could do that <laughs> <laughs> i i love how he's just like dissecting everything and studying it trying you know, to understand the funny thing is mistletoe is actually poisonous right yeah <laughs> so so it's it's like the one element that actually kind of plays into things um <laughs> why don't you just feed it to people <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what can possibly make a candy cane uh, do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love this where he tries to make a. Yes. It, and it just becomes out of spider. And you're, and you're like, wait, what? Oh, it's because he's instinctually Halloween. Yeah. Was that a Death Star? No. It <laughs> I know. A I was Death just, Star. It was not a Death Star, but I just, that's what I think of whenever I see it. Oh, I love that. It is an interesting reaction. <laughs> what does it mean, Jack? And Sally's just watching him through the window. She longs for him. She, look, she's making him a picnic. And there's Sally's, Sally's theme again. Yep. We never actually hear it in full until the very end. No, she sings a does song. She, but is it her... She sings a song, but it's not her theme that she sings, right? Like, she's... I thought, uh... I thought her theme is just... Like, the one that they play for just a few measures each time she comes on the screen is the very last song in the movie when the two of them sing it together. Oh, it might be. I mean, we'll find out soon if I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, the one that's playing right that's now... That's the song she sings. The one right now. Yeah. I love how she just jumps out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No regard for safety. Who needs safety when you're a Franken girl? Yeah, and she's just like, "Oh, 
like the smile never goes away. She just turns and starts sewing herself back together. Now, the thing is, what would have happened if her other arm had fallen off? That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, that's a handy skill right there. I mean, she essentially can't break. Because <laughs> she could just put herself back together. True. And they're playing her theme as well. I really do like her theme a lot. Um, oh, and he comes to check on her, and she's not there. No, that's the last straw. Breaks the lamp. I, I love, love these the... equations on his board. Yeah. <laughs> Chestnuts over an open fire, sugar plum visions, and eggnog. The sandy claws. The Even square Christmas? root of what? Be- bells times the square root of December 25th. Like, I really want to solve that problem. Yeah. He sees her down there. Fish Aww. bones. Fish bones and some kind of poison. And it makes a butterfly. And of course, Jack, being newly enamored with the beautiful, would find that beautiful. And she's gone. Oh. But it just shows that she gets something the rest of town doesn't, that he, she would make something that makes a butterfly, right? Yeah. And not like... Totally. Uh, She's the only Jack one in town capable of it. Yeah. And there's oh, this. Oh, Sally's about to have her vision. Mm-hmm. That so looks so bright against Christmas town. I mean, Halloween town. Just that look of horror on her face. Like, oh no. Mm-hmm. Poor Jack. Mm-hmm. Something's wrong with Jack. That was great. The rooster. Oh, girl. the vampires. I love it's, it's, Sally is still outside of his house though. She slept out there all night. Jack can't die, kid. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not an issue. <laughs> but of course, time frame wise, I think we're just two days after Halloween, so. Mm hmm. I love this song, too. It's just, he doesn't, he doesn't get Christmas. No. And. He knows enough he to know that there's something missing in Halloween. But he just yeah. doesn't understand. He can't really wrap his mind around Christmas. He's And then he doesn't have the full story of Christmas, right? He was right. there for like what, half a day, maybe? But he uh, says it himself right there. We like in the line we just when he was at it, he's like, There's something I'm not quite getting, right? Yeah. Or there's something there I'm not quite getting. And that's Now the problem is that essentially over the course of this song he gives up on understanding. Yeah. Which is a pity. He decides if he can't understand it, he's going to own it. Right. <laughs> but it's that frustration of, of just not being able to see it. Right. I mean, and, and, I, and I feel like this is a common emotion with Americans, right? Because we get so infatuated with the, uh, the commercialism of the holiday that we get lost in that. 
and uh, we decide who cares. I'm just gonna if I if I don't know what it means, I'm just gonna own it. I uh, yeah, well, I, and, I think it's common. And I mean, you know, as you said, just being able to associate with this as an adult. <sighs> It does take a lot of the time when we're so frustrated by something, we try and kind of push it into our own what we can understand instead of spending the extra time to understand something and decide whether it's whether we need to just leave it alone or we can get a better understanding to actually pursue something. Um, so it's definitely essentially like premature action, right? Because we, mm-hmm. we get too frustrated to continue trying to develop a full understanding of something. And then, I mean, here in this little segment, we see him destroying Christmas, essentially. Right. Uh, he destroys that tree and puts in an electric chair. Like, <sighs> no, Jack. <laughs> and Sally's so sad. She's going to go try to talk him out of it. Oh. I do love the townspeople's takes on oh. the gifts and stuff, though. I do too. Uh, I love the, the quivers of his, the quivering of his lips, like every time. It's just so, yeah. <laughs> Why do, what kind of noise is that for a baby to make? <laughs> oh. No. How merry. Oh, jolly. Same difference. <laughs> I just like that. I like how Jack says it. Oh, yeah. Lock, stock, and barrel. I love them. Lock, stock, yes. and barrel. Yeah. The trick-or-treaters. It's Boogie's Boys. And we don't know who oh, he's talking I've... about yet. No. And the mayor is trying to. <laughs> I think their song might be my second favorite song in this entire uh, movie. The first being, of course, What's This? But I love uh, kidnapping Santa Claus. And now we know clearly that there's someone in the town that Jack does not like at all. Yeah. Which is, and that these kids intend to betray him. Right. And that's new to us. I mean, it's like, well, everybody mm-hmm. in the town, as far as we've seen, adores Jack. So Right. Someone in Halloween Town doesn't. But, I mean, we already saw that these kids said they thought Jack didn't like them. So, right. you know, clearly not everything is as a... Uh, right. Awesome as, as it seems. As hunky dory. Yeah. Now I think they look way creepier without the masks. I agree. Especially that one on the right. Wait, is he Locke? I don't ever remember. I don't remember which one's. It's dude. really not important. <laughs> no, not at all. Oh, I love this song. It randomly gets stuck in my head throughout the entire year. Like I'll be humming it without knowing what I'm humming. And then people walk in and be like, Are you humming kidnapping Santa Claus? And I'm like <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I am. <laughs> I appreciate that you have people around who would recognize that that's what you're humming. Because yeah. I, I don't think I do. Ah. 
No, I work with people who love this movie. Oh, allusion to Oogie Boogie. And they're like bowing to him. <laughs> Something down there. Oh, now we see the shape of Oogie Boogie. So he's clearly yeah. the guy from the moon. Right. And that somebody's frightened of him. Yes. But, you know, they are kind of scared of Jack, right? Right. So they, they fear what Jack would do to them if they do something wrong to Santa Claus. Right. Which is really interesting because it's like, you know, clearly they have a respect for Jack, even if they, for whatever reason that we don't know, are loyal to Oogie Boogie. Yes. Oh, that's so, the tub is so creepy. Yeah. So freaking creepy. This is It's just fun hearing them plan things. And again, the music is essential. Like Yeah. Because this, I mean, this is what introduces us to Oogie Boogie. And it introduces us to the fact that they are going to kidnap Santa Claus. Right, which we didn't know because Jack didn't tell us any more than he told the mayor. Right. So we needed these kids to tell us. Right, exactly. Um, so it, it's just that that's the thing that just doesn't stop in this movie. Is like it, it's always using the songs are not redundant at any point. No. And though it disturbs me that these kids are now the only other people in the village besides Jack that knows how to get into these other places. Right. This is great. Let's play it in a minor key. <laughs> How can you destroy uh, Jingle Bells? You know, the thing that gets me too is though when he was doing it on the bell, I was like, wait a minute, those bells are all the same size. What did you do yeah. in the bells in order to make them play different notes? <laughs> I love this interaction between Jack and Sally because he's not really listening to her. No. It is pretty snazzy looking. I tell you. Yeah, but I I love how he he compliments her that she's he needs her to do this because she's the cleverest person in town. The only person he trusts to do this. Yeah. It shows that Jack has a respect for Sally. Right. Even if he's not listening to her as much as he should. Yes, but that's because he doesn't understand. He he still thinks that he can create Christmas just as good as Christmas Town. Right. <laughs> that's not greatest. Santa Claus. <laughs> Poor Easter Bunny.
<laughs> and Jack scares them. That's the first time we've really seen Jack be scary. Yeah. Oh, we'll get it right next time. And the doctor's move- making a new Sally. He's moving on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love his little Igor. Yep. Master. Oh, so creepy looking. <laughs> Gives him a bone. And it's it's a dog treat. 35 days till Christmas. It's like, man, we've blown through November. Yeah. I love this song because it's just it shows the difference between how all the Halloween town Desmonds are looking at Christmas versus Jack. Yeah. You know, they're they're taking Christmas or, you know, I mean, they're making Christmas, but. They're. They're subverting everything Christmas is. Right. Well, because they don't even have the faintest idea. Like Jack has a faint idea of what Christmas is. They, yeah. they don't even have the beginnings of it. Like, he, he understands the warm fuzzies. They don't even get that. Oh, I love the duck. <laughs> that duck. The duck is <laughs> one of my favorite things. And, and that, that wrapping. Ugh. The wrapping's not that bad. No, it's not. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm kind of tempted one day, like, I feel like one year I need to buy somebody or make somebody a duck that looks just like that and wrap it in wrapping that looks like that, just for fun. I, I would be really happy to receive that gift, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Filing that away for future reference. <laughs> I love how it ends in an evil laugh. Jack, I mean, even Jack can't help his innate nature, no, you know? No, he can't. Oh, this is, oh, it's so gross. <laughs> Most delightful hat, in fact. Oh, yes, a bat is so much better than a rat. Oh. It's Scorpion so... is exactly what I want. Inside my uh, Matroska, Matroska, what, what's the, Matroska, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Now the Christmas town countdown. So different. Just the contrast between the two towns here is fantastic. I kind of want to visit Christmas town. I do not want to visit I... Halloween town. I want to visit both. I want to see this guy's lab, and that's all. <laughs> that is all I want. I want to visit all of the towns. I get way too... Uh, but I, I don't visit all want the other to towns. live in Christmas Town. I mean, I'm sure Easter Town would be fine, as Thanksgiving Town probably would be as well. Mm, Easter Town would be nice. Thanksgiving Town, I don't really like Thanksgiving foods, so that would be oh, a problem for I, me. I love Thanksgiving food. Ah, scary things! I do like how this world is very American-centric, because Thanksgiving Town is one of the doors. 
on equal footing with yeah. Christmas, Halloween, yeah. and Easter. It's like, um... <laughs> hey, we never said it had to be American Thanksgiving. It okay, could be Canadian. It could be Canadian, you're right. It's very North American-centric, rather than... <laughs> I love how his sleigh is a coffin. Yes. That's... You know, it has taken a long time for the trick-or-treaters to get Santa Claus. Because days have passed in this song. Yeah. No, that's probably a good thing, or else the elves would have mounted a rescue. True. <laughs> that high-pitched squeal right there is... <laughs> Two days. One day. One day. <laughs> Mrs. Claus. I like it's all first names. Yeah. Any naughty children except those three at your door. I like how Mrs. Claus didn't like, you know, sound an alarm or Doesn't anything. even care. <laughs> She's like, oh, my husband, who is doing his work, answered the door and didn't come back from the door. Uh, Sally's trying to get him to accept he's the Pumpkin King and he just doesn't want to be the Pumpkin King anymore. Right. As he said, midlife crisis. Yep. He is so much bigger than the Easter Bunny. Yeah. Santa Claus, that is. Santa Claus... Jack's suit really is the appropriate color red, though, yeah. which is astounding for uh, Christmas Halloween. Town. I mean, Halloween Town. He's got candy corn stuck in his beard. I love candy corn. I need to buy some candy corn. Yes. <laughs> Sandy Claus is so confused. He's like, what do you mean, worry? The hat. Oh, Sally. Much worse. To Oogie Boogie, of course. Somehow I don't believe that Oogie Boogie is very comfortable. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Why um, would trick or treaters know about goodwill on earth or peace on peace earth? On earth goodwill towards men. What about goodwill towards women, huh, Sandy Claus? What about that? <laughs> Come now. Sandy Claus doesn't believe in that. <laughs> or elf kind. Why else do you think Mrs. Claus was in the kitchen? <laughs> Sandy Claus. Santa Claus uh, supports slave labor. I mean, it's true. Those elves, they're not free workers. Now, this is great. Where he just oh, he takes out half, half his, his brain. brain. Yeah. And we'll have conversations worth having. <laughs> they won't fit down their little drain. Oh. That's sound logic right there. Yeah, I love that Santa Claus thinks, though, that he can appeal to their good nature, like, 
bad children never get any presents. It's like these these are the bad children. Like they've never gotten a present. I don't understand. Yeah. They don't even know what Christmas is. Now I'll say I do like this song. Oogie boogie. I love the Snake the eyes. black light. Yeah. Me too. She makes me wonder how they filmed this. Like, is the entire film crew standing in black light? You know, yeah, for fear well, of external so lighting? These are actually, <laughs> all this stuff is pretty small. And it's all, like, still shot after still shot after still shot. So, but this whole thing, like, this scene is pretty physically tiny. Um, it's actually kind of remarkable how small these sets are. I, I know, but, like, it's still in, like, a room, you know? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they, Where like, there's... they turn on the lights, they reposition everything, and they hit the black light take the shot, then they do the next one, you know? Yeah. Um, very uh, meticulously. I, th- I think shot. that would give me a headache, going oh. back and forth from black light to regular light. I bet it would. That said, it would probably only be a black light for, like, a couple of instants, because you get everything positioned, you switch to black light, take the picture, then your regular lights are immediately back on for a while while you reposition things as necessary. You know? Yeah. This song, uh... This song reminds me of uh, The Corpse Bride in some ways. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Which is another Tim Burton movie, Stop Motion, that I love. I do <laughs> love that movie. Um, I mean, there's no question I, I prefer this one, but I, oh, do, definitely. Love, I do love The Corpse Bride. Um. He's a gambling boogeyman, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he doesn't play fair. So again, going back to what I was saying before about all the mu- music being essential, like I'm trying to focus especially hard and so, so far nothing important has happened here. Right. I mean, the important stuff is that we are establishing that Oogie Boogie is a bad guy who wants to kill Santa Claus. Right. But the entire point of this happening is to get Sally and Santa on the same side. Right? Like, together. Because then, cause then Jack yeah. comes in to save the day. But, like... Right, well, they, they've got to have someone that Jack can save Santa Claus from so that Jack is not the ultimate bad guy of this movie. Right. But, but even so, like, no plot progression happened there, which is very no. unique for a song in this movie. Um, it is purely just because Oogie Boogie hasn't been established yet, and he's really not that important... So they needed to find some way to establish him. Um, I love this. The fog juice. Yeah. And she's creating a fog. (laughs) The mayor's speech. A dark blot on the moon. Yeah. You are our pride, who are our glory. <laughs> you who have devastated the souls. <laughs> oh. And now we get the Rudolph. <laughs> yeah. uh, clearly, Sally has never heard of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, or no. else she would have hidden Zero away. Or, like, painted his nose black or something. Yeah. And here comes Zero's nose. 
I remember the first time I saw this, as soon as you see the glow of Zero's nose, I was like, Zero is going to save him. (laughs) I was really little. It's so funny. What a brilliant nose you have. Oh. No! It's so cute. And of course, it's just playing to our expectations. Because we love, you know, everybody... Everybody who grew up with the Rudolph story is like, yay, except that you're not. You're like, no. <laughs> yeah, I love how Sally is the only sad face in that crowd. Yeah. Nice try, Sally. Nice try. Now she's going to go sing a song. Goodbye, Jack. Yeah, this is her theme. So you're right. Yeah. I was pretty sure she sang it. You're right, you're right. And then yeah, the this and is, then when they sing together at the end, it's a rehash of this. Right, it is. So it is a good ending. Mm. Mm. I love this song, though, and Sally, just because she's not just an unrequited love plot, right? Right. She's actively working against him. (laughs) Right. Because she understands what's actually in his best interest. Like, she's looking out for him when he's not looking out for himself because he doesn't understand what's going on. And and whether he loves her back or not, she is worried legitimately about what's going to happen to him. Right out there, you know, because she knows this isn't going to end well. And it's not just that it's not going to end well for Christmas. It's not going to end well for Jack. Right. Which is honestly probably her bigger concern. So. Yes. We will never end up together. For I am not the one. Oh, so sad. You just, uh, got me in the feels there, Sally. You got me in the feels. <laughs> She's really good at that. Yeah. <laughs> and Jack's on his way to however it is these people get to our world. <laughs> right. Well, you think that, or is this actually all part of Christmas Town? I don't think it is because they, I mean, they go out to the world for Halloween. They make the holidays you're for right. us. Yeah, I, I think so. They're right. coming to our world. <laughs> he just like crash lands on the roof, knocks the angels over. And just the sheer joy for the kid. He's like, Santa. Oh, this is frightening. And the music in the background is great here, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that kid is so terrified. <laughs> he can't even maintain the ho-ho-ho. No. It becomes a hee-hee-hee. I love that his parents come downstairs. Yeah, and we don't see it yet. 
and it's a shrunken head, and they're just, oh. I love that the cops are getting calls. Right. And the guy, and you can see on his paper, he's playing tic tac toe and drawing like little sketches. Yeah. And he's like, wait, it's what? Christmas night. He's not expecting anything. And everyone's watching Jack and the Cauldron, and they're so happy that this horror is going on, right? Because they're Halloween, and that's what they think it's supposed to be. Oh, the wreath! It's gonna eat Grandma alive. <laughs> the snake. There's your duck. There's the duck. <laughs> Who lets their kids come down in the middle of the night and unwrap presents? Maybe in the world where Santa really exists? <laughs> so, I mean, clearly they're they have okay to barricade with the... the door against uh, <laughs> the toys. Clearly they're okay with a, re- with a stranger actually coming into their, year, their house every year, right? That's true. So, normally... Drops things in and screams. I actually think the bats in that Christmas tree was a pretty sweet design. I do too. <laughs> that, that's something to look to try one year, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you don't have kids in the house. <laughs> <laughs> and Jack just has no idea he's causing horror. And it's just like the the multiple phones flashing with multiple lines on each. And I like that one part where he clearly like he he's so the cop is so off guard that he's like trying to put the phone down and he puts it down initially in the wrong place. Yeah. Military units are mobilizing against Jack and only Sally is concerned. Yep. She's going to go get Sandy Claus. Oh, man. This scene is just so crazy. It's like the apocalypse. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Anti-aircraft gun. (laughs) Guns. Uh. Oh, look. Fireworks. Oh, and Jack is so delusional. (laughs) It's okay, Zero Head, higher. Uh, now we get back to Sandy and Oogie Boogie. I love this. Her leg just over there and her like hands he, up there. And he just, like, spits on his hand to grease back his little, like, tail thingy. Yeah. It'd be hard to function without hands. How does she sew her hands back on? (laughs) So. Disturbing? Gross? Both. Back to Jack. Back to Jack. I love how Jack has a list, too. Where did he get his list from? 
Does Halloween Town have a list of all the children so they can do Halloween for them? Maybe he knocked out Mrs. Claus. Maybe that explains things and took the list that was on the floor. I don't know. And Jack realizes they're trying to hit him. And he's unhappy. Though I don't think Zero needs to worry about bombs. Jack gets hit. And everybody's worried. Poor Jack. It's like Jack has been shot down. All of Halloween Town is upset. Because Jack's gone. That is not true, Mayor. <laughs> you let Jack do this. The worst tragedy of our times. But, you know, in Halloween perspective, that is. Jack is there. It's true. They're what king. are they going to do? Halloween would be lame every year after that. I know. All these poor little crying children. And now we go to a... How, how appropriate that Jack crash-landed in a graveyard. Yep. Could he have crash-landed anywhere else? I'm not sure he could have. I don't now, think he could have. you think that Angel is a... Uh, is from Doctor Who? <laughs> I think that one in the background is. Yeah. I think it's... But I, I think it's interesting, symbolically, that Jack lands on an angel, right? Because yeah. angels are a, a symbol of Christmas and Easter, right. not Halloween, right? Yep. But that's the one place where Halloween meets those those holidays is well, graveyards that's exactly and angels. exactly it, right. And that's the thing is this is where he's finally getting his understanding. Mm-hmm. So it's, it is that perfect sort of... It really is a perfect choice for where he should land. Like, And it's not just because, oh, a graveyard, Halloween. It's because, yeah, the angel in the graveyard makes perfect sense as the connection between the two. Yes. Yeah, but at this point, he doesn't get it, right? He just, like, and he gets it. he did something wrong. But he's not happy with himself yet, you know? Right. He's like, at least he understands he's done something wrong. He doesn't yet understand to be content in himself, like as you said. But he's on the way to fixing things. The first step is admitting there's a problem. Mm Mm-hmm. Now he's getting to it. He just wants to bring up something great. Mm-hmm. But that's what he does every Halloween. Oh. The Pumpkin King. Pumpkin King, yeah. So good. And he realizes that's who he is. That's who he should be. 
and so that that's great it's like i hope there's still time to make it because it's not only has he found himself but he's like wait but i still have to help who yeah i I destroyed christmas (laughs) i need to help them salvage it because there is value to this it's just not Right. He, I mean, he loves Christmas and he he knows he's hurt it and he doesn't want it to be right hurt. <laughs> well, well, and that's the thing, right? Is like he doesn't want to. A lot of the time people out of. He wasn't. In... What were you saying? I was just saying a lot of the time people when they get so frustrated with something like that, well, like, well, fine, if I can't have it, then who cares about it? But that's not his take at all. He's like, oh, well, no. you know, OK, I made a bad call. But I need to help the people, you know, write the situation, and then I'll go back to my thing. Um, yes. And now he realizes Oogie Boogie has Santa and Sally. <laughs> Oogie Boogie's like the ultimate James Bond villain. It's true. <laughs> Let me monologue and slowly take you to your death. But that's part of Halloween, right? Yes, definitely. <laughs> you can't just kill people. You have to do it in a torturous long drawn out way <laughs> Sneak he's not happy with it doll face is that ironic yeah. <laughs> I love this Jack's just sitting on it. (laughs) And I love that Oogie Boogie is, you know, kind of scared of Jack. Even though he does take him on, I think he he has a healthy respect for who Jack is. Right, clearly. And it's like, you know, yeah, he can fight him because he's on his home turf, but... This is pretty great. I just, I love the, the dodging of the stuff... Jack is so limber for not having muscles. <laughs> right. <laughs> he walks with such determination, too. Mm-hmm. And Oogie Boogie is running on his own treadmill things. Oh, and you see that? His uh, yeah, you see string the... got caught on the machine. It did. And it, and you can still see it the entire time trailing off of him. Yeah. How dare you treat my friends so shamefully? This is just so gross. I wish everyone in the world was that well spoken. <laughs> yeah. But it's just weird to think that Oogie Boogie is just a pile of bugs in cloth. Yeah. It's very disturbing. So it makes you think: Is he essentially like a? That that one bug was him, essentially? He's like a queen of a hive sort of thing? Maybe, I don't know. Jack is so much taller than Santa. And Santa supports Sally. You know, Santa, it essentially is an insane asylum, so... course he can fix christmas leaving sally and jack together (laughs) 
Oh. And Jack realizes Sally loves him. And the mayor interrupts. Now, I'm a little confused as to why Lockshock and Barrel helped. There, but... I think they play all the sides. Yeah, that's probably true. So when the mayor came to them and said, have you seen Jack? They're like, yeah. <laughs> Yay, Santa Claus. And then I love this. It's like, it's Halloween, but it's only in a more Christmas manner, you know? Everybody's so happy Jack's back, and poor Sally's just left in the car. <laughs> I love that kid's just holding his leg. <laughs> I love that Santa doesn't forget, like, no bad feelings. He makes it snow in Christmas Town. And now everyone gets to say, What's this? Though, to be fair, in some places, it does snow on Halloween. It's true. I do love the hockey game. Yes. And the snow angels. Yes. I love that now they get it more, though. You know? Right. So it'd be nice if, you know, maybe every year Santa Claus brought a little bit of Christmas to them. Yeah, I agree. There should be a cultural exchange here. Yeah. I don't Jack know if, I don't know if Christmas Town wants away. Halloween. Hey, I like Halloween and Christmas. I do too. Maybe maybe some elves are secretly wishing they could be a little more sadistic. <laughs> oh, Sally. Oh, Jack. Oh, Danny Elfman. <laughs> I love that they have footprints in the snow. Yeah. There's just so much detail this whole movie long. Yes. But this is what Jack's life was missing. Jack has really long arms. Yeah. Reminds me of Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes. <laughs> um, but it's, so, In live uh, action in this movie, Benedict Cumberbatch plays Jack. <laughs> yeah. But that, that right there, the, we're simply meant to be, and it's like, essentially, that feeling that he's been wanting, Sally can give it to him. Yes. Right. But it makes sense that he didn't know that before, because Sally is so new to the town. Exactly. You know? So he was missing something, and he didn't have it. Mm -hmm. uh, and she was the answer, but he didn't know her well enough to realize that yet. It's true. Music and lyrics by Danny Elfman, because Danny Elfman is so, the bomb. You know, this is a movie I've always struggled with, because I was like, what is the moral of the story here? Right. <laughs> you know, you cannot achieve. Be, just be good at what you're good at. <laughs> I think it's more, uh, but, be true to yourself, you know, and you can, I, I mean, I think that is the moral of the story, whether it's, uh, Maybe overly simplistic, but um, yeah. I mean, there there were definitely times when I watched this movie and it disturbed me. Not because of the Halloween aspects, but because of I was just like, 
you can never be anything except what you were created to be. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. Which, you know, is the simplisticness of it, but uh, I still love it. I do too. I I can watch this movie nonstop, and I do in the month of October. For me, I see, I don't, it's funny because you, you're the one who brought this up to potentially do this as a, as a Halloween thing. And for me, this movie is much more a Christmas movie and I wait until Halloween. So I start on Halloween or the day before Halloween. And then I go all the way through Christmas watching it. Um, but it's just, a it's really funny. I agree. It's definitely, it's definitely a Halloween night kind of movie to watch. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love watch. If I, I have every excuse to watch this from October to December and I do. Whereas Corpse Bride, I can really only rationalize, you know, October. Yeah. So Corpse Occasionally Bride I'll, I'll watch it in like the spring, but this I get months. Yeah. <laughs> I never realized Jack's speaking voice was Chris Sarandon. I, that doesn't really mean anything to me, but. That's a, he's a Prince Humperdinck. Oh. Who is the brother of Susan Sarandon. I know that name. <laughs> yeah, I, I I really love this movie. I love the music. I I love the soundtrack. I can just listen to it over and over yes. and over again. I can absolutely um, listen to the soundtrack indefinitely. The animation is amazing. And the details, I, just the, the little details everywhere. Yes. Ugh. Yeah, no. I th- This is one of my favorite Halloween movies, if not one of my favorite... This this is one of those movies that I put on in the background and I'm just doing stuff. Like Right, me too. Absolutely. It, for me it's up there with Thor. And I mean, you know how much I love Thor. <laughs> and and any of our listeners who listen to a certain episode of the podcast know how you feel about Thor. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I mean I this is absolutely one of those movies I can just put on at any time and I can either choose to pay attention to it and love it every time or I can just you know have it play in the background without distracting me. Um, yeah. I really do. Lo- I just, it's a great movie. Um, the only thing about this movie is when I have it on the background when I'm doing this is I always stop to watch what's this. It doesn't matter where I yes. am or what I'm doing. I'm like, I have to watch what's this. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you 100%. Um, interesting thing is when I had to go before we were recording, I was grabbing it off my shelf. And for some reason, I didn't have it classified with my Disney stack. I just had it in the other movies, and I don't know why that is. Um, you know, it's interesting that Pixar is credited right there. Oh, I mean, yes, but <laughs> Pixar was a special edition, uh, special effects house before they were, um, you know, making feature fil- feature length movies. So uh, yeah, pretty neat. and actually before that, they were essentially making computers. Like all their all the stuff that they were doing in order to be able to sell their all of the work that they were doing to make the animation stuff and make special effects was to prove the capabilities of the hardware computers they were making at the time, which were specialized computers, yeah. and nobody ever bought those. So uh, eventually it turned into them making feature-length movies and selling some of the tools to other people as well. But, so if it wasn't with your Disney movies, where was it? It was just in the middle of my regular collection, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I, I, I knew it was, but I never clicked with me that it wasn't in my Disney collection. I I keep it in my holiday movies section. Uh, I don't have a separate holiday movies section. I own a lot of holiday movies. <laughs> I own a few here and there, but they're just scattered throughout my... Thing, I so. really need to get this on Blu-ray, though. You do. It's beautiful on Blu-ray. 
Um, well, now it's over. It is over. Any... It makes me sad. It was it was wonderful, and I think that makes this like kind of a uh, kind of interesting the way that it sort of helped uh, shorten our. I mean, our podcast, because I'm sure that if we had just decided to do a regular podcast on this, it would have gone on forever. Because We would have talked about it for three hours. Right, because <laughs> we totally could, and this movie is that good and warrants that kind of attention. But, um, but yeah, I think this was a, a fun little experiment. Uh, hopefully this will go through, and hopefully any listeners enjoyed, enjoyed this. Uh, and if, they have, if you guys have any ideas for, um, for future things like this that we could do, feel free to drop us a line and let us know. Just even weird, you know, other things. Maybe not necessarily... Um, commentary tracks but just other interesting ways of doing an episode that's not a traditional podcast episode because i think mandy you and i i think we would both enjoy doing some more unique sorts of things like this right definitely as long as people enjoy listening to it (laughs) yep yep yep, exactly um so yeah i guess uh that's it for now i hope everybody has a happy halloween um if you want to follow us on Twitter, keep up with us for, for next time. Uh, follow us at TrivCrucial for the show. You can follow Mandy at Brown underscore Aja. That's Brown underscore A-J-A-H. You can follow me at uh, A-U-H-I-M. And you can check out the website at TriviallyCrucial.com. So, uh, yeah, have a great week or weeks or whatever, everybody.